It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. We've got a lot to do. It's almost Christmas time, so I'm just going to get to it. From the Wall Street apes over on X, there is something extremely disturbing going on in the Federal Register. If you look on page 68,811, that's right, 68,811, in the aforementioned Federal Register, this was put out on October 4th, you find something going on, particularly with national lands. And what it is is that the New York Stock Exchange is working with the Security and Exchange Commissions to create a new rule to allow a new type of company called a natural asset company. What do they do? Basically, they monitor the performance of these natural and working areas, such as national reserves, farmlands, public lands, and these companies no longer going to be under the jurisdiction public land management agencies. These companies will be determining what is best and how these lands are used best. So that means that Wall Street companies can go in there and mine the hell out of our national parks, out of your farmland, out of your private property, or public property for that matter, and they're going to be the ones that determine what is best for you, the environment, and this country. This is another resource grab by these crooks, by these fat cats in Washington to make sure that we ruin our livelihood for their benefit. Why are we engaging in this kind of rhetoric anyway? There should be no discussion about this. If it is parkland, if it is a national park, hands off, you effing ghouls. Leave it alone. We're not going to go about creating new companies so that you can hoodwink the average person into thinking that, oh, we're just going to make everything better and truthfully manage these areas so that it benefits mankind the most. No, we all know what's going to go on. We all know it, especially if Wall Street is involved, especially if it's in New York State. I don't know if you heard about this little thing, but New York State is now focused on reparations. They're going to figure out a way to pay people that were hurt by slavery. New York, of all places, is going to do something like that. So the way to go, Governor Hochul taking off the oat bag and making us nauseous by what we see. Oh, another little tidbit from the Washington Post, the CIA's official rag. They have little itty-bitty tabs on the top of their website and it's things like politics opinions style investigations climate well-being tech well you know the usual things that you would see on a website specifically a news aggregate website or a mainstream media website well they had a tab up there called war in ukraine and wouldn't you know it it is now gone This is saying to the world that the jaunt through Eastern Europe is now coming to an end. We're not going to focus on it anymore, and everyone should realize it. What we did, what we tried to do, what we fought against the Russians for, it is over. So now they're going to start shifting to Yemen and Israel 
and Iran because you already have people saying that, well, if anything is going to change in the Middle East, it's going to have to be the United States attacking Iran. That's the only real change that we can count on. Otherwise, this status quo is just going to remain as such. So the United States has a responsibility to destroy Tehran. Um, no. Sorry. No, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to go along with it. I refuse to do anything of the sort. And if anybody has any brains out there, they would do the same. But once again, we're living in a fascistic dictatorial style of a nation where our voices, our votes, our opinions really don't matter to the political class, to the elite class. And just go across the strata, whether that's in law, entertainment, uh, or, or education, the ivory towers. They don't care about you. They sincerely believe they are better than you. You're in the way of their objectives so they are just going to do whatever the, the hell it is that they'd like to do and it doesn't matter you are stuck with the decision so this is another little tidbit and i hope nobody gets disappointed there's been a lot of stories about child traffickers and human traffickers and child pornographists getting nabbed. And then all of a sudden we had got this headline from the Daily Mail. A New York federal judge orders the release of a cache of documents related to Jeffrey Epstein. And what are they going to do? They're going to release the John Doe list, 177 of them, by the way. However, if you really do some kind of analysis, particularly... Uh, analysis done by Technofog over on X. Well, you find out that not a lot is really going to happen because a lot of these John Doe's, they haven't done anything wrong. Uh, there are approximately 100 John Doe's who are previously identified or they haven't done anything that wrong that we know about. How about that? Some had been interviewed by the media. The names of others, including victims, has been discussed in the criminal trial. Approximately 67 remain unidentified. 33, oddly enough, of the unknown John Doe's. The sealed material relating to them is not salacious, or their name was in a search term, or they were mentioned in a disposition. In the case of John Doe 88, the only reference is a disposition, a deposition. He could be a horrible disposition. A deposition question to in answer to which the deponent, de deponent, oh, it's a new word for old Chris Michaels, deponent, D-E-P-O-N-E-N-T, denied knowledge of the individual. Uh, six John Doe's are victims whose names will not be released. Six of the unidentified John Doe's were identified either as victim affiliates or alleged witnesses. And the names and materials concerning John Doe 29, a former Epstein employee, will be unsealed. So out of all of these John Doe's, what is the real crux of all of this? Not a lot. There's only going to be a handful, a handful of people that could even potentially not even want this release because all of these other people, these John Doe's, they're in there, but they really don't amount to much. So do not get your hopes up. Do you really think the system is still going to bend 
to your will and your intentions? Probably not, especially with the election coming up in 2024, because we've already started to see just how extreme these Democrats and these rollover Republicans are in their determination to make sure that Trump isn't even on the ballot. Let's start with the easy stuff from Cointelegraph.com. Google is to limit answers to election queries on Bard AI tool and generative search. So their argument here, Google's, which is really just a public face of DARPA and the Pentagon, they're saying that, well, the 2024 election cycle, there's a lot more elections going on out in the world besides the United States. So we don't want to strictly focus on the U.S. We've got to make sure that everybody gets a fair shake at it. So they're going to limit the coverage of what is going on in the U.S., even if you live here. It's not like they can't trace your IP address and figure out where you're doing a search from. So they're just going to hide things. And for reference, this is how bad it is. Microsoft's Bing AI chatbot, when it's asked about elections in Europe, 30% of the time, 3 out of 10 times, it gives you the wrong answer. And we all know how bad these AIs are when it comes to the utter bias they have for the Democrats, for the leftists, for the World Economic Forum types, for the Alex Soros types. So whatever you see in the mainstream media, these AIs are programmed to repeat it. They are nothing more than propaganda machines, and the average ham and egger doesn't realize it. So do not take anything these AIs respond to you with as anything serious because you have to do the research. I don't really trust chat GPT. Every time I've used it, uh, besides that one time where I was called dangerous by chat GPT, um, I, I really don't get any significant answers. I'm smarter than the chat GPT and I can come up with better names than what chat GPT tells me if I'm asking about, hey, should I title something in some way or should I rename the podcast? Something along those lines. If I ask it for information, I know when chat GPT is wrong. So in my humble opinion, I really wouldn't even trust these AIs. But we're forced to deal with them and we're probably being forced to interact with them on a more expedited scale because 2024 is here it is now and we're having a big problem with trump and biden and what they're doing well we don't really don't have a problem with trump because the colorado supreme court disqualified trump from the 2024 ballot and this is insane it was a four to three ruling that essentially is blocking Trump from seeking the presidency because of his supposed role in the January 6th Capitol attack. This is completely asinine. He hasn't been convicted of anything. He hasn't been proven guilty of anything. There are still ridiculous cases in the works, like 
special counsel Smith and what he's trying to run up the flagpole. But nothing has been proven otherwise. And by default, Trump leaving the White House implies that he accepts on some level the outcome of the 2020 election. Now, these recluses in the Colorado Supreme Court, in the Democrat Party, and uh, tacitly in the Republicans that aren't saying anything in their minds, they are trying to construe Trump expressing his freedom of speech by saying that the election was stolen as gospel, as a way to say that Trump is engaging in sedition and he wants to overthrow the government. Let me ask you a question. Does everybody remember the January 6th rabble rally? Yes, I do too. Does anybody remember? Any firearms or explosives being found on anybody that supposedly charged and overtook the Capitol building? No, neither do I. So if Trump was sincere in engaging in sedition, that would require firearms, explosives, a concerted effort to overtake multiple government buildings across the United States. It would probably even involve a few tanks and aircraft if you're really pushing the envelope. So for the love of God, stop with this stupid sedition rhetoric. It is stupid. You're stupid if you believe it. If you know somebody that believes this, they're stupid because they don't understand the words that are being used. And that's been the whole problem since day one, ever since Trump got into office. So seven of these stooges, Justice Monica Marquez, Justice William W. Hood III, you know he's a prick with some name like that, Justice Richard Gabriel, who has an enormous chin and looks like he should be gnawing on celery or carrots with those choppers. And Justice Melissa Hart, who just looks like she pounds a sheet cake a night. Those four people are the ones responsible for this absolutely atrocious ruling that completely delegitimizes the justice that is supposed to be throughout the land in the United States. Let's go down this road. Let's say that they do take this to the Supreme Court, Trump, and he should take this to the Supreme Court. There are a couple of options here. One, the Supreme Court rules in favor of the Colorado Supreme Court. Um, that's going to be a big problem because it is so blatant that these justices in Colorado are biased they're Democrats, and they are taking orders and construing the law to fit their own ideology, ideological slants. That then says 
to the American voters and the rest of this country that it doesn't matter who you vote for. You do not understand what it is to vote. So all of the future elections are going to potentially be determined by the justices, by the state Supreme Courts, and you as an average voter will have no say in it. That is not a democracy. So stop throwing that word around anymore. Let's say the Supreme Court takes the case and says, you know what? Trump is right. These Supreme Court justices, not Supreme Court justices, these Colorado Supreme Court justices, they are all wrong. Well, I mean, this is going to be it. The Supreme Court is corrupt. We need term limits. Justice Roberts, he needs to go. Edge Thomas, he's out too. They all need to go. We need to pack the Supreme Court. So the Democrats are going to go down that road. Or the Supreme Court of the United States could do what I think they're going to do, and that is tuck their testicles between their legs and just not hear the case. And therefore, that implicitly allows and gives license to every other state in the nation, whether you're a Democrat or a rhino Republican state, to sit there and say Trump should not be allowed on the ballot for reason X dot dot dot. Once again, you are now in the same situation where the Supreme Court does not stand up to these rogue justices. They do not care for the citizens of the United States. They do not care about the sanctity of the ballot box. We always hear that phrase. And ultimately, they are more worried about their own skins and not rocking the boat instead of standing up for what is right and what should be done. This completely, this option, this third option, would completely delegitimize any sort of clout that the Supreme Court supposedly had. And it would also now say that voting in the United States is dead. It doesn't matter. You thought electronic voting machines are bad. If the Supreme Court rules in favor of the Colorado Supreme Court or just doesn't hear this case, it is done. Hang it up. Put a note on the sweater. Wheel them off into pasture. That's it. And so moving forward, there will be complete voter apathy because they know for a fact, thanks to the Supreme Court, that their candidates are chosen by the elites and your vote and voice doesn't matter one damn. That's the real problem here. This is not just whether or not Trump can be on the ballot. This is all about the legitimacy of the justice system in the United States and the legitimacy of voting in the United States, the pinnacle of democracy all across the planet, even though it's a republic. Vivek Ramaswamy decided to comment and said that this whole ruling, which cites the 14th Amendment, was part of a Reconstruction Amendment. Now, the Reconstruction he's referencing here is after the Civil War. And they were ratified following what I just said, the Civil War. It was passed to prohibit former Confederate military and political leaders from holding high federal or state offices. These men had clearly taken part in a rebellion against the United States. 
obviously, the Civil War, which, by the way, uh, Democrats are now removing statues that symbolize the reunification of the United States. So they're trying to hide their own history because the Democrats, guess what, were mostly slave owners. Anyway, that makes it all the more absurd. Rabba Salami continues that a left wing group in Colorado is asking a federal court to disqualify Trump on the same grounds, equating his speech to rebellion against the United States. And there's another legal problem, he says. Trump is not a former officer of the U.S., as the term is used in the Constitution, meaning Section 3 does not apply. As the Supreme Court explained in Free Enterprise Fund versus Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, yeah, these court cases, they're, they're kind of chewy, the titles of them. An officer of the United States is someone appointed by the president to aid him in his duties under Article 2, Section 2. The term does not apply to elected officials and certainly not to the president himself. In other words, they are trying to apply something to Trump that they cannot, by the very definition of what an officer of the United States is, that they cannot apply to him. In other words, they are breaking the law. They are doing whatever it is that they so choose to do. And instead of upholding their position of power and not abusing their office, these judges are just doing whatever it is their Alex Soros, their Democrat Party leaders are telling them to do because this is the same play that they made during Russiagate and Ukraine Gate and what they did all throughout Trump's presidency. You're guilty until proven innocent. That's not how it's supposed to work in the United States. In the United States, it's supposed to be you're innocent until proven guilty, not the other way around. So even before Trump has potentially been convicted of anything and the appeals process concludes, the Colorado Supreme Court is saying he is guilty of sedition, even though by the very definition of what an officer of the U.S. is, can not apply to Trump. They're making it up as they go along. They just want the headlines. They want the difficulties. They want the massive problems that Trump could potentially face by going through the appeals process to stymie his efforts at winning this presidency, which he's already doing hands down. The only reason why you would do this kind of thing to somebody like Trump is because you are so threatened by him becoming the next president and settling the scores and getting even with all of you idiots for what you've done over this over the past eight years to him and this country. That you have got to make up the law and break the law just to make sure that he doesn't get back into office. If that doesn't say this man deserves our vote, I'm not happy until you're not happy, I don't know what does. And the bigger problem with all of this is that if this is going to be upheld. You're going to see an avalanche. All of these other states are going to start doing this kind of play in their own Supreme Courts. And wouldn't you know it, California Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kalanakis 
calls on the California Secretary of State to explore every legal option to remove former President Trump from California's 2024 presidential primary ballots. So once again, we are in the same spot. And they specifically cite the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling. So you have an echo chamber. You've got a bunch of radical Democrats coordinating their efforts to get this man from not being our president. And these other Democrats, once again, are abusing their positions of power. They don't care about the law. They only want to maintain the rhetoric. In other words, we all know that what Colorado did was wrong. However, that's not going to stop all of these other Democrat states and these rhino states from citing the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling and giving their own rulings justification based upon that false ruling. So now across the country and across the United States and all these individual states, you're going to have rulings based upon falsehoods. And as we all know, the more times you repeat a lie, the truer it gets. So that means that a whole bunch of idiotic voters are going to say, well, if the Supreme Court of Colorado said this, then it must be true because I have no reason to doubt all of those Democrat judges that ruled in favor of the Democrat Party because they're not biased. Vivek Rabasalami even went on and said, I'm going to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump is allowed on the ballot. For what it's worth, the Colorado Republican Party said you won't have to do that. We will withdraw from the primary as a party and convert it to a pure caucus system if this ruling is allowed to stand. Now, that's important because what they are then going to do is sideline these idiotic rulings. A primary is a state-level election. And the voters essentially get to pick the candidate to run in the general. A caucus system is where a local meeting is held with the party's registered members from a city, a town, you know, all of the local levels that you normally interact with or for most people you normally ignore. And what this would accomplish is instead of everybody voting in the primary, you have the party leaders in these towns and counties and cities choose and vote for their preferred candidate, and that would allow Trump to remain on the ballot. Now, you can point to all kinds of nefarious dealings that could be involved in this because you're now taking the power away from the voters and you're putting it in the hands of the political elite at the local, state, and county level. However, we're assuming here that they would do the right thing and allow Trump to be on the ballot despite the Colorado Supreme Court's objections to all of this. Um, and so this is what we're faced with here. It's not so much that we think this Colorado Supreme Court ruling is legitimate because we all know that it's really probably not. 
Um, and I also have read a couple of things where it's not as bad as we think it is. The real problem here is what I referenced before. You're going to have other courts in other states cite this Colorado Supreme Court's decision as justification to remove Trump from their elections. Whether that court case is correct or not, it just gives them the legitimacy, quote-unquote, to do exactly what I just said. They don't care about you. They don't care about us. They think you're stupid. They think I'm stupid. I'm not. You're not. We're lovable fuzzballs. Capable of critical thought, by the way. That's how bad things are right now. And if you think they're going to stop, they're not. You thought 2020 was ridiculous, the summer of love. Meanwhile, everything's being burned down. 2024 is shaping up to be a lot worse. And sometimes on some level, that horribleness needs to come to the fore to show people just how bad and rotten things are in this country. And it needs to be turned around because we cannot keep doing this. And we need to be the custodians of society that ultimately develop a new moral compass and keeps this country together. Because I promise you, they are trying to tear this country apart. That's it for me. A whopping 29 minutes. Chris Michaels, Last Call Podcast. Share me, like me, do whatever you do. Diddle yourself to my picture. I will be back tomorrow. As always, I am with uh, Greg Bolden for the weekly wrap-up. And uh, that's always fun. That's going to be live on X, so you can head on over there and watch us. Excellent interview planned for tomorrow, so you don't want to miss that. And uh, I'll probably do a little planning show of what I intend to do for 2024. It should be fun. And maybe I'll even talk about Saturnalia, which would be Christmas. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just say, have a good Christmas. I'll see you later. I will be back tomorrow, nonetheless. Until then, gird your loins and do not stop those little gray cells in your head from immersing you in critical thought. <laughs>